Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi. I want to start out today by letting our listeners know that this podcast episode is being sponsored by a Pariver couple in Singapore, Wong Liang Fu and Kay Ho, in honor of their son, David. Kay says, Our beloved son, David Wong Hong Ming, fought a good fight for three years before passing away from his disease last year on the 1st of September 2021. David was 14 years old when he left this earth, too early for us, but we remind ourselves David is now alive and well, safe in the arms of his Lord and Savior, Jesus. David was an ever-loving son and the coolest brother to his two sisters. He has brought us nothing but pride and joy, and he is truly our beautiful champion. We love you, David. Thank you, Liang and Kay, for sponsoring this week's episode in honor of your son, David. May you and your daughters continue to feel God's comfort and strength as you continue this journey. While I was thinking about what topic to discuss for this episode, Dave had the idea of sharing some of the thoughts behind the songs on the CD that was just released last week, and I kind of like that idea, so that's what I'm going to do today. I'm going to go right through the order of the CD, and it starts with the song, I Remember Well. This is a song that you hear every week during the birthday segment, and I wrote it in April of 2019 for Becca's birthday. I just, you know, those birthdays are still such an important day for us, and we still think about those days. Just because our child isn't here anymore doesn't mean we erase the day they were born. That's impossible to do. And I I was thinking about, she's my oldest, and the night, I my favorite times in the hospital with my children were at night when it was so quiet, and I would just be holding them and just in awe, staring at them in my arms, of their beauty and their perfection. And I was thinking about that with Becca. And this song began to write itself, I guess, in that sense. And it starts out by saying, the first time I held you in my arms, I knew you were a treasure. My heart was overwhelmed with joy. My love, it had no measure. I remember well. And so this song talks about how we will always remember that and that it's a memory that we're always going to keep and that we're always going to remember that day well. That can never be taken away from us. The next song on the CD is called Still Waiting. One morning, I was in a prayer time with the Lord, and the first line and the tune, it just came to me. Uh, The first line says, I'm waiting in the darkness, waiting for this pain to end. And it just, all of a sudden, it was just, I'm waiting in the darkness, waiting for this pain to end. It just came to me. It just was there. And so I went to my keyboard, and I wrote it down, and I just kept going. And in about an hour, 
the entire song was written. It just flowed from me. And the chorus is, give me strength, give me hope, give me what I need and don't let go. So this song is about waiting for God to break through the darkness, waiting. It's like, I believe, I still believe in you, God. My, my head believes, but my heart is struggling here. And that's what this song is about. And something as I was preparing for this podcast, I noticed that it was written on Callie's 16th birthday. Callie is Becca's daughter, my granddaughter, and she was nine years old. She had just turned nine when her mom passed away. And so I just found it was a little bit interesting on my end, I guess, that this song was written on Callie's 16th birthday. The next song is called You Are, and this was the first song I remember writing after Becca died. Now, I had written songs before. I've recorded them, not really put them out there like this CD is, but I have written songs before, and all that kind of went away for, for me for a while when Becca died, and so this was, this was written four years later. And the house that we lived in before we bought and live in the Hope Mobile now, I had made under the basement stairs, it was just a little bitty room. And when we bought the house, it was a little bar room with a counter going into the rest of the basement. But I boarded all that up and I turned it into a prayer room. And so a lot of mornings I would just spend a chunk of time before my day started down in my prayer room. Well, when Becca died, I spent a lot of time in that prayer room. As a matter of fact, I even put a sleeping bag on the floor in there because some nights I would just fall asleep or during the day. I, I So much of that is a blur. I don't know if my family would say I lived down in that prayer room. I don't think I did, but I spent a lot of time in that room. It was a time I was struggling uh, like the last song said, I'm str- I was struggling with my what my head knew was true, but my heart wasn't feeling it. And so I started writing somewhat of a, almost like a declaration of who I, I knew God to be, who I, I it was like, I, the, God, I know this is who you are. I know this is what you have for me. And I, I turned it into a song. The chorus says, you are the hope that I need. You're the key that sets me free. You are the peace that comforts me. You're the joy that I seek. You are my strength when I am weak. Jesus, you breathe life in me. Jesus, you have everything I need. And there are a couple of verses to that. But like I said, it was kind of like a, a declaration. This I may not be feeling this. I may not be sensing this, but I know this to be true somewhere. I, I know this to be true, and I need this to break through for me. So that is the song, You Are. The next song is the title song of the CD and of this podcast episode, and it's called Together Forever. My dad passed away on June 18th of 2019, two summers ago, and I knew he was going to be wearing a boutonniere from Becca's wedding, but I was not expecting the trigger reaction I had. I, well, first of all, I wasn't expecting his coffin to be in the foyer of the church. And I walked in with, you know, the picture boards and things that we were going to be doing uh, for the uh, service afterwards, the fellowship time. And he was there. Nobody else was there. And I just broke down and wailed. I, I mean, I was going to wait for my sister. We were going to go see my dad together. And he was just right there. And I, I just wailed. I just 
cried and sobbed, and I wasn't expecting that. And it was because I saw that boutonniere and the reality that he was with Becca now, and that it just triggered such a deep grief that Becca wasn't here. I was not expecting that, and I fell apart again at the very end. They led the family out first before they released the people, and I I did the same thing. I just wailed. Now, I didn't cry like that at Becca's funeral, but it just, something about that just really hit me. And so this song, Together Forever, was written two days after my dad's funeral. I was thinking about how our memories are a treasure and that we don't get through the grief by letting go, but by holding on. I found myself starting to write things about thoughts along that line. And where I started actually became the second verse. And then I wrote the first verse. The second verse, it's a little bit, it's like right there in your face. But this is where I started writing. It says, there is just a bridge between us, but the toll is very high. The only way to cross it is to die. You went on ahead. There was no choice on when. And I feel left alone to wonder why. But the song goes on. Let me read this chorus to you because uh, someone asked me the other day what my favorite song is on this CD. And I told them it's the song Still Waiting, but this is my favorite in a different way. I, I love this chorus. This chorus just, these words just gushed out of me. And it says, a lifetime here is not enough for us to be together. So God has made a way for it to be forever. But until that day comes, I won't make it through by letting go, but holding on tight to the memories I treasure. This is not goodbye. I'll see you later. And so I was thinking about how the memories are a treasure. And and as I started writing, this is another one that I just had the whole thing written by early morning. I want to say just a couple of hours, but I'll stretch it to maybe four hours. But this song is another one that it, it just almost wrote itself. The next song is I Keep Walking. One day, I don't even remember where we were, maybe in Florida somewhere at a campground, but I was taking a walk. A lot of these campgrounds will have trails through the woods or wherever they are up the mountains. And I was taking a walk and the path kept coming and going next to this rushing stream. It was almost like a small river. And when I couldn't see the water, Sometimes I could still hear it, so I knew the stream was there. And then there were times I couldn't see it, I couldn't hear it, which made me think that the trail had taken me away from this stream. And then suddenly it would be next to me again. And I started thinking about, as I'm walking, uh, how that's like our grief sometimes. Many of us start out in such a place of darkness. I'll say most of us, if not all of us, start in this place of darkness. It's suffocating. If you're like me, I didn't even know that kind of darkness even existed. And we can't see God. We can't hear him. But as we keep going, day by day, sometimes minute by minute, we get glimpses of him reminding us that he is still with us. And it seemed like it would make a good song. It took me months. It wasn't until I got back to Wisconsin. So it was several months later. This was just a thought in my head. And as I finally sat down to start writing it, seeing what would come out with this thought about our grief being like a stream, I also thought about the fact that just like the sun is still there during the storms when it's cloudy, even though we cannot see it, we cannot feel the sun's warmth, 
God is still with us when we can't see signs of him or feel his presence. He is always with you and me. So keep walking. It's kind of a determination. So I keep walking just because I can't see or hear that stream, just because I can't see or feel the warmth of the sun. I keep walking just because I can't see or feel God's presence right now doesn't mean he isn't there. And I'm going to keep walking until he's there again. Jesus Never Fails is the only song that I had to get copyright permission to put on this CD because it's a song I did not write, but it's a song that I have sung since high school. I don't even know where I first heard this song, but the first time I heard it, I loved it, and I purchased the uh, music for it, and I began singing it. I sang it as an audition song for a college singing group that I toured with when I was in high school. And from that point on, I, I have sung this song. There were several years I didn't sing the song, but after Becca died, when I started doing some speaking and singing along with the ministry of speaking my heart and words of encouragement and hope to other bereaved parents, this song came back to me again. I love this song. It is so simple. Jesus never fails. And there's a part in the middle that says, He gives me songs in the night when the sleep won't come. He holds me tight. When all my other friends are sleeping, He hears me when I'm weeping. With a lullaby so sweet with love, He bids my sorrow cease. With hands that knew the pain of nails, He wipes my tears away. And I just want to encourage you, even if you're not feeling this, this is true. He is there with you. He's hearing you when you're weeping. He's wiping your tears away. He's holding you tight when you're not able to sleep. He's there with you because Jesus never fails. The last song that is on the CD is, uh, I may cry a little bit as I talk about this one, but it was written by Becca, by my daughter who passed away. She also wrote worship songs, and this was one of her favorite songs. And as I was looking over the music, I have her copy of this song, and it's got some of her writing on it, which is very precious to me. And I looked at the date, and it's January 15th of 2002, and I realized that she wrote this song before the throne. It's called when she was only 19 years old. And this song, we sang it at our church quite often. She had no idea that only 10 years later, she would be before the throne that she wrote about in this song. And this song is etched on the back of her tombstone. And I'm going to read it to you because it is simple. Now, remember, Becca had her amputation at three years old and had gone through nine months of chemo, so she lived her life with only one leg. And then when she was in her very early teens, like maybe 12, 13, found out that she had heart damage from the chemo. And so I want to read these words to you from this song, Before the Throne. I've come to your throne before, asking for a touch. I've lain at your feet before, begging for so much. But this time, as I come to your holy throne, this time it's to praise you alone. And I cry, holy, Jesus, you are holy. Jesus, your majesty brings me to my knees. And I cry, holy, Jesus, 
You are holy. Jesus, your glory brings me to my knees. Like I said, this is on the back of Becca's tombstone, and um, I just had to add this as part of the CD for you, for those to have words of hope and encouragement. And that wraps up the songs on the CD. There are seven of them. I know this was really different today, and I hope you enjoyed taking this unusual journey with me. God created music to be a pathway to the soul. We need to be careful with what we listen to in our darkest times of grief because there are songs that will keep us in that place of darkness, that will keep us in that place of hopelessness and despair. We need songs of hope reminding us that this is not the end, that God is still in control. He has the final word and that we will see our children again. And when we do, we will be together forever. If you would like a place where you can go to just hear samples of each song, all you have to do is go to lauradeal.hearnow.com. So it's my name, L-A-U-R-A-D-I-E-H-L, and the hear as in listen, H-E-A-R, now, N-O-W.com. If you're interested in ordering the CD directly from us here at GPS Hope, all you have to do is go to the store at our website and click on the CDs and books, scroll down till you find it and place your order. Our website is gpshope.org and I'll have both of these links in the show notes in case you don't have a chance to write them down. You can just click on them there. Let's go ahead and go on to our birthday segment today. Kevin Stoneburner was born on September 1st and is forever 27. Raylan Huffman was born on September 2nd and is forever 22. Tony was born on September 4th and is forever 24. David Hector Toledo was born on September 5th and is forever 41. Francesca Ann C. Agravante was born on September 6th and is forever 8. We know how important it is to remember the day our children came into this world and we celebrate these birthdays with their families. If you would like to have your son or daughter's birthday announced the week of his or her birthday on this podcast, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org slash birthdays. There'll be a form there you can fill out with the information we need and we will add them to our list and share them with our listeners. I want to say thank you again to Liarn and Kay for sponsoring today's podcast in honor of your son, David. If you would like to sponsor an episode in honor of your child, all you have to do is once again go to our website, gpshope.org, and click on Sponsor a Podcast Episode under the Donate button. You can pick the date you would like to sponsor from the ones that are listed, and I will also put a link to this in the show notes. I want to close by circling back to the song, I Keep Walking. This is a song that talks about getting glimpses in our times of grief. And some of you may think you have not had any glimpses of God in your place of darkness yet. I believe you have, but you just haven't recognized it. Well, 
I think listening to this podcast is getting a glimpse of God and his love and his care for you. So I want to encourage you to ask him about times that he has given you glimpses of himself and maybe you didn't recognize him. It could have been the most simple thing that just brings a smile or warmth to your heart, even for a split second. The thing is, we get to choose how we react to those glimpses. We can either be frustrated and upset that it was only a glimpse and go back to absorbing the darkness again, or we can be thankful that at least we got a glimpse of something good that God sent our way and allow it to give us a spark of hope. I recommend being thankful because that opens our eyes to see even more. Thanks for joining me today. Until next time, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is 